Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, we are, uh, we're in Kentucky. We are finally getting back down to Wooden Cask. Um, I haven't been here to do a show uh, since... 2020. Uh, yeah. March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Is that what caused it? Holy no, shit. <laughs> was, was that... Let's see. Yeah, that was so March 2nd of 2020. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. <laughs> How things have changed. <laughs> Although, I, and knock on wood, things are now finally starting to feel normal again. Knock, knock on wood. Knock on whatever you can knock on because um, uh, that was the start of a little bit of chaos in the, uh, in, a lot of chaos, in the world. Yeah. And I, I, I do, I guess want to talk about that a little bit with you guys. Um, we'll, we'll get into that, but, um, Randy, Karen, welcome back to the show guys. Thank, Thank you. Um, thanks for coming down there. There has been a lot that has happened since, um, uh, we've been here last. Um, I know that, uh, Cincinnati beer podcast, we can't, we can't not mention the fact that Rivertown, finally closed. Do I say finally? Uh, Rivertown closed. <laughs> yeah. um, now, it's a little silly to bring it up. You've been, you've had wooden cask longer than you were at Rivertown. Correct. Yeah. Yet, I still talk to people every single week. Somebody will send me a message and say, hey, you know, uh, winter ale. Where can I find a good winter ale? I used to love Rivertown's winter ale and I can't find one that kind of scratches that itch the same way that that did. I said, man, just go on a wooden cask. Go, go to wooden cask. <laughs> uh, there, and there are several things like that that people uh, fell in love with those early days of Rivertown um, that you, you get that itch scratched here. Not that this is at all what Rivertown ever was. Right. Um, Correct. So it's, it's, it's a little fair to mention it, but also not fair. <laughs> yeah, we see it as well. You know, we, we have a lot of people that, um, I mean, Rivertown started pretty early in the the craft beer process here in the, the tri-state area i guess yeah. the uh and we have a lot of people that were um rivertown was their you know first introduction to craft beer and you know we did really good um tours and stuff like that and Best really tours. taught yeah taught people how to you know taste beer and, and enjoy it and uh we, we get some of those people that you know hey when, when rivertown left um Lachlan. Lachlan. They, uh, they said, screw that, and they started coming down here. And, right. And they, uh, I mean, we don't brew, you know, so, yeah, our winter, you know, similar, but it, 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 it's not the same recipe, the stuff like that. So the, uh, it, It's, the, but, it's yeah. the same soul in the beer, though. Like, there's, there is something. And there's, I'll say something about the tap room, too, that, you know, when, when Rivertown was in Lachlan, there was something about that tap room that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest tap room I've ever been in my life, but there was something special about it. And that special thing is here too. And I, like, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's this, this uh, immeasurable thing that I think people, people miss a lot in today's modern craft beer world. Like there are a lot of really great tap rooms, really fun places to go sit and, and play skee ball and, volleyball and um, go running <laughs> yes. and uh, like everything you can think of. You can Biking, do boating. A, yeah, you can do in a tap room <laughs> yeah. in the city, yeah. but there's something that we lost in that, 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 that meantime. So, um, and that has been uh, carried on here um, in a way that I can't, like I said, I can't put my finger on what it is, but um, well, I, 
Thank you. <laughs> no. Is is there? This is a uh, kind of a, a strange question, and if you don't want to answer, it, you don't have to. But is there some kind of relief in not having Rivertown hanging over? Um, Cincinnati beer anymore that you, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people wanted to compare what you do here with what you did there. You know, the, I don't know, the, the odd part, um, when we first sold our half to Jason and, you know, the, for a little while I was, I still, you know, part of my life was they were right. building it and I still cared about it and, and then, you know, the, just the way things started to go, I just stopped caring about it and really just stopped reading articles. And, you know, every once in a while someone come in, hey, you know, right. did you see this thing where the, all the employees are blowing up? And, you know, nah, no, I don't, you know, it's not my deal anymore. I don't. And so you just try to move. And I think forward. there's yeah. been a turnover in yeah. the customers. Yeah. It's been so long. And I think. Somebody posted this on a page, and I responded, and I said, it, it's been so long since right. we were a part of it that the newer craft drinkers don't correlate us with that. So they weren't, they weren't legal drinking age when we <laughs> left in yeah. 2014. Right. So. It's, you know, it, 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 it was uh, something that I definitely still have lots of conversations with people about the, uh, um, that evolution of that place. But, uh, again, this is wooden cask. It's a, it is a very different thing. And that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a, a bunch of things. Um, food, you guys have, as soon as you walk in the door, uh, you can smell the food and it smells amazing. <laughs> um, there's uh, anybody who, <laughs> who is looking for the right type of food to put in a tap room. I don't know that there is anything that is better than barbecue because of that. <laughs> so yeah. You walk in and you get that smell. It goes so good with uh, the beers that you guys brew here. Um, uh, let's talk a little, well, let's drink a beer first. That's uh, before we start talking sure. about all that stuff, we need to drink um, because that's the point of a craft beer podcast. Um, <laughs> you brought me a, uh, a hearty flight as I'll call it. <laughs> We have a few beers to get through through the show, but yeah, flight of eight beers starting with the uh, our lightest number one there, Levy Lager, just a really base. Um, we call it American Lager, and uh, I don't know, I might have to change the name of it because we don't use rice or corn. It, it's, okay. So some people will done done it's a German Lager. Like, ah, shit, we're here in America. I don't, you know, maybe like <laughs> no. a so uh, maybe like a pre-prohibition kind of log. Yeah, yeah. No, they, there was no way they looked like this pre-prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> it is filtered. You know. yeah. So just a nice, light... A know, crispy four, boy, as yeah. they call them these yeah, exactly. days. exactly. 4% alcohol boy. It's good. It's easy drinking. It's yeah. it's it's light. It's exactly what... Yeah. You know, when you get done mowing the grass and you just need a beer while you're mowing the grass, when you're some, At the end of your night, and you just want one more, um, but you don't want to, you know, knock yourself out. Uh, you, you know, the, some people, this would be a shower beer. Yes. That's the, I, I've, I've never done that. But I've you've a, never, I've, you've no, never had a shower beer? No. Oh, I, it's, I, I've had a couple of friends that, oh, yeah, when I'm going out, man, I'll, I'll take a couple beers in the shower with me. Oh, it's <laughs> no shit. One of, <laughs> one of my biggest, typically I only do it in the summertime. 
Um, more so when I, when I get done mowing the grass, that's, you know, I finish the beer that I've got out there after I'm sitting admiring my handiwork. And then I go in to take a shower and I crack open another one oh. in the shower. Might have to try that. I have a, uh, a shakuli, as they call it, mounted in my shower. <laughs> it is a koozie with like a, a little landing pad. It attaches to the shower wall. So you can, <laughs> he is a professional. It's not a joke at all. It's <laughs> right there in the, in the shower. Yeah. But it is, uh, there is, you know how like beer, beer tastes different in different situations. And, oh, and yeah. when you get done mowing the grass and you're sweaty and you're hot, that beer tastes way different than if you're just sitting at the dining room table with dinner, having that same beer. Shower beer is a very, very different experience and a good one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My wife drinks shower wine. I think that's strange, but maybe, maybe I'm, uh. <laughs> maybe I'm not being uh, fair. <laughs> They don't fit as good in the shakuli. I have learned that. A glass of wine does not fit in there. <laughs> Reminds me of a, a meme where the guy says that my doctor said at my age I need to put a bar in the shower. <laughs> and he shows a picture and there's, you know, a few glasses and some, some bourbons. And, yeah. Sitting on like the, <laughs> yeah. one of those little said, shelves in the shower. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> I thought I'd take him up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will be impressed the day I see somebody that has like a beer tap installed in their shower. Mm. Um, uh, my, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole. Um, my, uh, my, my stepdad is an insurance uh, salesman. He works for State Farm. And he, uh, he was telling me about this old German guy that he had insured that had beer taps installed in every single room of his house. Wow. And all, all feeding down to the basement for... for so that no matter where you were, I don't know if there was one in the bathroom, but I, I would hope so. <laughs> so that you could have a shower of beer. <laughs> um, that is uh, life aspirations. Um, so making making light beer. Um, I know that a big part of the idea of wooden cask is to make drinkable beer, if that's if that's the right word to to, to reference it as. Um, you know, beer that people can just sit and enjoy and have, you know, enjoy the company of others and just to, to knock back beer that isn't, um, uh, isn't chasing something else. Uh, yeah. So we, when we were, you know, putting together our, you know, kind of mission state and stuff like that, and it was brewing kind of European styles of beer. Um, right. And, you know, across the board, you know, um, English, Irish, Scottish, German, uh, Belgian, you know, stuff like that. The, and then, you know, with the, some of the U.S. ones thrown in there, because I didn't put it in here, but, you know, we have an IPA and a double IPA. We started doing a, a you know, the hazy IPA, which you know, everybody's got to do now. So, yeah. Do they have to do it? Um, they sell well. Right. And, and so the, the thing that I like to do when I'm, when I'm working on a new style, I'm actually go around to different places and, and if they have it, you have, you know, drink it and kind of take some mental notes and sometimes even take some, you know, actual notes. But what I liked, what I didn't like about the style, um, and hazy was one that a lot of them I just didn't like because a lot right. of people, they were, they were putting so much um, crap. Uh, well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it got, you know, heady topper, right? Yeah. I like that one. That was, that was great. But then, you know, it, it went from just kind of hazy to the hazy, juicy, right. hazy, juicy, fruited, milkshake, milkshake and yeah. all the other stuff. And the ones with the lactose, the heavy lactose ones are the ones that I just can't get at all. <laughs> yeah, well, just, uh, part of my thing, too, and uh, 
not that you can't make milkshake IPAs. I, I think that there is room in craft beer to have anything people want to make. But um, I hate when I walk into a tap room and they have something that's just called an IPA. Or maybe it is called a hazy IPA. But then I get it and I taste it and it is loaded down with all this other stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that and that wasn't what I thought I was ordering and that wasn't what I wanted. Um, I, that happens or that was happening a lot. I think it's gotten better. Um, I, I don't know if that's just because I figured out the places that I know that that might happen at <laughs> or not. But, um, I feel like, I feel like hazy IPA has gotten better in the last few years to where a couple of years, um, to where there are like some really nice ones out there that are, that are hazy, that are a little bit fruity, but that, um, aren't loaded down with all of that stuff. Yeah. All the stuff and people figure down that it's not. It's you know it's not all of the stuff in suspension that makes it hazy. It, it it's you know the the proteins and stuff like that binding to some of the hot particles and and once people started learning that, then the beers you know weren't so loaded with yeast and right. just stuff that you know to force it to be hazy or some you know it add um, like uh, flour and flour, you know, some of the kind of stuff, of stuff to. To make it stay hazy, but yeah. Uh, well, you say that every brewery has to have a hazy IPA. You guys are in Newport here. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other brewery in Newport is uh, Hofbrau, right? Hofbrau. Um, they don't have hazy IPA. Nine. They, you know, <laughs> they probably a, one of the biggest examples that I can think of locally that was like, no, we're we're not going to do that. That's not who we are. Um, has who you guys are shifted a little bit over um, the time that you've been open uh, that, I mean, um, a, a light lager is not, not that far off from a European style. I mean, I, I'll, I'll count it, but his IPA is definitely pretty far off from. Yeah. And there's no European counterpart really. I mean, I guess there is now. There but, probably but, is. Yeah, now, but, but well, there is not, now. But, it's, but they would they would say yeah, it's, it's an American a, thing. Yeah, they would they would. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it um, have a, yes. sure a little bit. You know the um, so oddly enough, in 2020, it really was um, we were <laughs> we were going to start doing some crazy stuff. But right. We we got um, a little uh, three barrel fermenter and three barrel um, bright tank. Really, it was for doing barrel aged stuff like single, you right. know, fifty three gallons because you need a smaller bright tank. Um, and we were, you know, going to start just playing with that, doing some weird stuff, and you know, then we know what happened there. But, yeah. <laughs> so I think it was in the podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about all this new stuff. We're going to yeah. do a barrel aged beer yeah. every month. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it and once you you know the once you have no idea what's coming next it, it right. we decided you know it's, okay let's focus on what we do best until you know something seems normal and then we can start messing around again and and kind of pick up that idea of you know if you have to put it into uh a sentence now of what it is that you guys do best what is that uh still um, traditional european styles of beer the and Barrel aging, you know the um, that's one of the things that I, I enjoy, and we we uh, 
take some time in getting it done right. And right. you know, so we, so there there are a, a few barrel aged beers in the uh, selection. You can, if you want to try number eleven while ahead? we're, you know, why we're right there. Hell, I'm talking about this, Which, is just, this is just basic corruption. The, oh, the, this the, is yeah, the, always the, available. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's that was one when we first started doing this. The uh, you know the barrel aged beers are always you know release party and then gone right and we wanted to have this uh, available all year round and yeah uh, we i know there's want to promo anybody already but you know jungle gyms does a damn good job of selling a lot of this for us <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I this was one of the one of the first barrel aged beers that i tried that kind of got me to think differently about a barrel aged beer and what it what it could be or should be or what I want it to be. Um, not that this is a beer that you, uh, this is not a shower beer, Yeah, <laughs> but it is, it is a beer that like can always be in my fridge and make sense to always be in my fridge that I don't have to, I don't have to feel like I have to have a special occasion to crack it open. Like if it's a random uh, Tuesday night and you know, we're uh, watching TV and uh, eating dino nuggets and mac and cheese, I can crack this beer open and not feel like I'm I'm wasting the situation or something like that. You know, and then yeah. sometimes with barrel aged beers, we we got to this point where you, you're spending uh, thirty dollars on twenty two ounces of a beer, and it's wax dipped and it's got gold plated labels and uh, it shoots sparklers out when you open, like all kinds of stuff around the beer that. Is, is fine, and I, and I like all that. I think it's cool. I think it's it's neat. It's pretty. It's it's fun, but um, it does miss that that other side of beer, which is drinking. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, act yeah. of just sitting down and drinking and and enjoying to have, to have barrel aged beer kind of find its place in that it was. Um, I don't think it happened before this beer came mm. out, which um, and that's kind of what we wanted. Something you just you know set enjoy, and you don't feel like you know. Oh my god, if I Am I going to get another one of these if I open this one? You know the so it oh it's so good yeah. so so in, good and um, beginning of 2020 we we did buy some wax <laughs> <laughs> or wax dipping and then it's like uh, <laughs> I, I want I want one gold plated wax dip sparkler bottle of corruption that I can put in the cellar and just never touch <laughs> we we, uh, we wax dip actually a bourbon um so you know we have a nice selection of bourbon there as well but uh we did a barrel pick and we um did a wax dip and after that it's like oh hell no this is terrible (laughs) don't get me wrong either like i think that there is a place for things like that if it if it is a beer that i'm that i don't want to open right away that it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be something like really special that you you wait for the special occasion, wax dip it, whatever. It looks way better on Instagram. I can tell you that. Like, I don't, you know, it's well, whatever. Um, but this beer is, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to call it the perfect barrel aged beer because that's opening up a can of worms. But, oh yeah. Um, this is exactly what I want a barrel aged beer to be like. It still is, uh, it's still, it's still drinkable even at what, what was this like? Eleven percent. Yeah. I mean, ten and yeah. a half is what it Ish. normally. Ten point seven is its norm, kind of the. Like it's a, it's a big beer, but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't drink like a big beer, and I think yeah. that that is, um, uh, under underappreciated maybe in in yeah. craft beer. I think that sometimes people like to just hit you over the head with things and hope that that makes you happy. 
<laughs> this is still balanced and um, is still still a drinkable beer. Um, uh, new Rift Barrels, I assume, for uh, yeah. almost everything, if not everything. So we, we, yeah, I mean, we're such close neighbors, right? Yeah. The, we drive by there every morning. I can stop in, pick up some barrels on my way to work, you know, stuff like that. So, and it's a, it's, it's a nice relationship. Well, that's good. It is the way it's supposed to be. Like this that whole idea yeah. of, you know, trying to trying to drink local, to be local, to have this, you know, why wouldn't you get your barrels locally if you yeah. can? And they've got great products. So yeah. <laughs> thank <laughs> God. <laughs> we can call and ask them, hey, when are you guys dumping rye? Right. And they'll, you know, oh, we're dumping on this day. You mind if we come over and help dump some of the barrels so that we can, you know, photo up and, you know, right. and stuff like that. And, and they're good with that. So. Look at you with the Instagram. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The what? (laughs) So, uh, going back to uh, to to twenty twenty, how how did you guys adapt to everything? How how did you? What were the things that you did to kind of? Survive. You know, I, I, there were a lot of us that that were at the beginning, you know, doom and gloom. We thought that you know we were going to lose half of our breweries in town. Uh, we thought oh, that yeah. things were going to be really, really bad. And mm-hmm. not that things weren't tough, but they weren't. They, were. they weren't what we thought they were going to be because people craft beer. People so, are scrappy. Like they figured it out, so but they all figured it out in these very different ways. So, do you know what the craft beer of the month clubs are? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's we did uh, three of those. Yeah, she reached out and contacted and made contra. Yeah, three of them. Three nice. contracts. Actually, really large ones. And if if we were open normal, we would never been able to, yeah, complete those contracts. I mean, we were filling fifty three foot truckloads of, you know, beer quite often. And right. So we didn't lay anybody off. It was we were here working our butts off on that side, and yeah, it it it. Uh, what do they say? Busy mind? No, you yeah. don't. If you're busy, you're not stressed about it. So that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you don't that's, make as much as you would if you're open, but your your mind is not on that. Right. You're working on this. You don't have time to think about the fact yeah. that the world is exploding around yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the world is burning down. <laughs> and we did do some beer deliveries. I did beer deliveries. Yeah, Beer and bourbon delivery. Bourbon. So we have a package license in Kentucky where we can sell a bottle of bourbon. We do that today. Um, yeah. And whiskey as With all the bars closed down, like, you know, all the Buffalo trays, the Blantons, yeah. I was getting cases of it because my rep's like, I have it and everybody's closed. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> no, we are <laughs> no, not yeah. closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell them all. Well, we were closed, but we'll still buy it. Yeah, <laughs> we're still doing something. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. It. Uh, and then we opened the levy location. That was the other thing uh, that yeah, the outdoor the box park, the box park, yeah. which we're now out of so the box park, but we're in the, the gallery. The actual box park mm-hmm. location that opened. When did that open? That right opened ago? in 2020. So like May. So that was the only thing that could be open because right. it was outside and. And it and it did great. Did in great. The summertime. Yeah. Right. So. It is a nice location. I, I will say that 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 right there. The, you're kind of raised and get the full Cincinnati um, skyline, the river, and actually one of our one of my favorite pictures of us too is the. I know yeah, <laughs> it is. It's and you get the skyline. Everything you know. It it's a nice it's a nice place. 
And we're no longer in the box park. Right. We have a permanent location inside. But yeah. So you guys were open in the box park for like a year We had a year lease. Yeah. And yeah. then um, last summer, we, of course, we were out of the box park, but building, building our space up. out. Right. So that space didn't open until September. Right. River, whatever, Riverfest, that was the weekend yeah. we opened. Which <laughs> yeah. was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's... Uh, I mean, that's that's a good enough transition to talk about the the, the levy location. Um, what is so we see a lot of places trying to figure out. Um, I don't I don't want to call it expansion because it's not it's not in the same way expansion as when some breweries buy a second location um, to, to dump a bunch of new tanks into that space and create this expansion on what they're doing. This is more of, um, uh, is, is it advertising? Is that a good way to put it? A, a way for people to see the name wooden cask and, and, and what's happening. I mean, it's a different demographic there. You're getting a different, it's a very different, yeah. different <laughs> demographic, <laughs> different, um, age groups, traffic and, they have no clue that we're here. Right. And people here would never go down the levee because why would I go there? when I couldn't get free parking here. Right. Like, but that's a more touristy crowd or people going to the movies, they get a beer beforehand. Um, but beforehand, after, after, or you just send your kids in there and just stay yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so it, it, it's retail. Right. And, 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 and Kentucky, um, we can now self-distribute, and that's one of those things we can actually send it to ourselves down right. there. So it, it's a it's a retail location. Um, yeah. We, we thought, didn't sign the lease until that law passed yeah. last year, that allowed us to self-distribute to ourselves. So, what have been the uh, the differences in mindset of operating that place versus operating the tap room here? Because it is a very different type of place. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. It's more retail. We do, we it's more do, retail. It's well, more it's retail. It's more bar stuff. Yeah. I mean, we have, we don't do much food down there. We have a kitchen. We do yeah. pizzas and quesadillas and stuff like that. But if I look at the receipt, there are some, some days we do more cocktails than we do beer. And that's just how it is. Just, yeah, so, so we're does probably. Does that bother you? No. no. It would bother me if it was here. Okay. Yeah. Because this is the brewery. This is yeah. this it is goes back to that never-ending seltzer discussion that I can't get away from bringing up on the show. But, you know, seltzer happened, and there are places that started to sell more seltzer than they were selling beer. And how do you, how do you as, a, uh, as a person who got into craft beer... How do you balance that out if, if you've got people coming in, you know, walking in your door because they want bourbon or a cocktail or wine or whatever it is? It's valid and they're still customers and you still value them. But um, I think it would hurt a little bit. Like, it would be like oh. what did they, we watch? Some, oh, yeah. We listened to some podcaster. You were he was thinking the same thing. Dick, but, yeah, kind of. Um, but, but it, it, here's he the gist like, of it. He was like, if you sell more cocktails or seltzers than you do beer, you have a beer problem. And part of that's true, but then... Not necessarily. It's yeah. not always true depending on the market. Because before we had... Before we got wine and spirits, I mean, 
we doubled our sales once we added that, but we also doubled our beer because right. the people coming for the beer might be coming with somebody that has a gluten allergy right. or just hates beer. And they don't want to hang out with their husband or wife or whatever, whoever likes the beer, if they're not drinking. And they're right. like, we need to go, we need to go. <laughs> so now they can stay and have their seltzer or cocktail. Yeah, so this area right here, right? So this gets used for parties a lot. So there'll be a party of 50 people. And of those 50 people, probably, you know, 10 of them aren't beer drinkers. I imagine that in a private event like that, like I yeah, feel that's like a, that's one of those perfect examples where you're going to get a huge chunk of people that are like, hey, my, you know, my, my uncle decided to have this party at a brewery and we don't like beer. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, so. And we were losing bookings because we were like, you only have beer? Well, I can't. I, so-and-so doesn't like beer. So they wouldn't book for right. us. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, yep. it's been good. It's, it's, and, and actually, the, the, it's taught, well, we've learned that we enjoy bourbon as well. Right. Uh, and, you know, now we're doing barrel picks and stuff like that. It, it, it's a, you know, there are some days when you go home and have dinner and then, oh, I'll have some bourbon or a beer or maybe some wine, you know. The, yeah. So. Or in my case, sometimes all, all three, maybe. Like yeah. I just, sometimes you need to. Well, there are other days. <laughs> Let's drink another beer. Yeah. This is another uh, another lighter one. Yeah. So is this... number. So this is Kentucky Farmhand. Yeah. Yeah. So again, a, a light beer, and it, it's a called a Farmhand. Really, um, when I was putting this recipe together, this is something that um, I grew up in Kansas, kind of you know, on a farm, and on the summer we do a lot of. Um, baling hay and you know throwing hay and stuff like that and the uh this is a beer that i wish would have had back then because nice flavor so it, it's 50 percent wheat 50 percent barley and in the wheat side um, half of that is unmalted wheat so that's a real bready you know and then we use a hop called liberty in a whirlpool and i thought they were coming for you <laughs> <laughs> you never know the it police could arrest you <laughs> should, should get expunged this summer yeah. we're, uh, we're close <laughs> Uh, stay tuned. Uh, the there, memories. Will be, there will be a video. <laughs> but, uh, so we use a, a hop called uh, Liberty in the Whirlpool. It gives it nice lemony. So kind of that, that bready, lemony, kind of a nice refreshing. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it, it, it's got that good, um, that good yeast character to it, too. Like it's that yeah. thing that yeah. you're, uh, this is not a, a Hefeweizen or no, no, um, no. not even really a, uh, a Belgian. It's, yeah. no. But it has some of those, those characters that I think yeah. that, some of those drinkers want in it, but it's still um, light, mm -hmm. refreshing, easy to drink. Um, the idea of, and not that this is a Saison, um, but the idea of what Saison is supposed to, to, to mean, like this idea of the, uh, oh, the, the, the workers' the, beer. The season the, beer, the, yeah. yeah, the, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the end of your work day, yeah. this is the beer. It's whatever the um, seasonal. Yeah, and well, those beers really were meant um so as the day goes by, you can drink a few of them right. and still maintain and still work. Because, you know, those, you know, back then it was, you know, 12-hour day was a norm. Right. And yeah. you need something to refresh you. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's to me kind of... We don't of have any food for you, but you got this beer. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> to me kind of what this beer um, yeah. represents. It's, it's one of those beers that... Uh, you can drink it during yeah. the day. You can drink it at night. You can drink it, you know, all... Day. Yeah, 
Carl did. <laughs> but but it has more character than again, nothing against the uh, the light lager, but yeah. it has more uh, personality to it than, than maybe that beer does. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, much more. The, the character in the wheat itself, like I said, the fifty percent of the wheat is unmalted wheat, which adds a adds a lot to it. a lot of mouthfeel, a lot of you know the so it's a it's an unfiltered so it's it's. I don't want to say hazy, well, that, but, but that's what, like, how how <laughs> crazy protein, is that though? Yeah. That like now, like if the, even the word hazy has been taken over by this idea yeah. of something else, and like it's it's a hazy beer, yeah. But it's, it's not, not an IPA. It's not, it's not hazy <laughs> in what people think the word hazy means anymore. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard when um, yeah. words get taken over like that. Even you know IPA has is, is now just like. Oh, it doesn't yeah. mean anything anymore like because there's so many different styles that are trying to be an IPA yeah. there's white IPAs and uh, you know West Coast IPAs and New England IPAs and milkshake IPAs and introducing the new cold <laughs> IPA what <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, if we can go down another quick rabbit hole uh, in your opinion what the hell is a cold IPA oh so I've been reading about that stuff and and what they're doing is they're 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 taking a, a basic kind of a, a pilsner um, uh-huh. and popping it in kind of the way you would do a hazy, okay. right? So real um, late edition stuff. So you get some of the the hop flavors, the hop aromas. Um, so an IPL, but or they're covering up sulfur, <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly, but no. So the Butter. so it, 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 it's it's more about the so IPL was more of the West Coast style. Um, so this is like a more it, it, of a, if it's an East Coast. Okay, so it, it has it, it's not bitter. Um, it's more of the kind of the just the flavors and aromas without the bitterness. I like that description. And and, and that's so we, I've got a recipe for it. I'm just gonna. That's one of the. the You're gonna make a cold like, IPA. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hey, We're bringing back fun. Test Batch Tuesdays. <laughs> Very European of you. <laughs> I, I, uh, um, I, I, not to take away from the style. I think, I think it's fine, but man, it just, it's another one of those things that just mm. seems like it's just people trying to create some kind of, um, some kind of new trend. Everybody's yeah. trying to create so the, the next, we'll see that new one. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's the part where shout out we, to we, brood we, IPA. We try not to mess with that stuff at all. The, the, uh, you know, the hype side of it. Right. So we, we're like zero hype brewery for sure. But then. Uh, it's got to be hard to like, because part of, part of the fun of craft beer is playing around with stuff, right? It is. And that's kind of where I, I you know, I, I want to play around with stuff, but, you know, try to stay, I don't, you know, I would well, say center somewhere, <laughs> you know, the, the, the the downfall uh, downfall is probably the wrong word to uh-huh. use, but the 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 negative side of a lot of European breweries is that they are very stuck in their ways and they don't play around, they don't experiment, and they don't um, they don't do things differently than they have for hundreds of years. Which clearly oh, yeah. it's working, it's doing fine. Um, but as a as a, an American craft beer drinker, like we've gotten so used to this idea of constant um, 
new things and experimentation and playing around with stuff and throwing something in a beer just to see what happens. That's one of the questions we get all the time. People walk in, what's new? Right. And when was the last time we were here? Well, I've never been here. Well, then everything's new to you. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very silly question. (laughs) And, And we do have some of the customers that, you know, hey, what's new? That aren't here, you know, once or twice a week, you know, and then, so yeah, we can have something new, but uh, so the oddity of a lot of the, like the German brewers, right? If you look at their recipes, their recipes are basic as hell. Right. It's their the process, process yeah. that they, they're always working on a you know, process and, you know, where we, you know, a normal, you know, beer, maybe 10 steps. You know, for them, it's like 45 steps. It's just crazy in right. that side. And so, so experimentation for them, adding a little different ingredient would throw a complete wrench in that whole damn thing. So I kind of, on the, for those guys, I can, well, that's, that's, that's some weird shit, but <laughs> they'll do things that are just... It's seemed it's, insane. So. It's it's weird, but there is something that is comforting about it too. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, one of the things the 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 German lager brewers and they're all about the they call it Lodo, um, low dissolved oxygen stuff, and a lot of the stuff that we do to clarify our beer, they don't do because it may keyword there may introduce you know oxygen on a hot right. side and. Um, and then things in the boil kettle, you know, we will recirculate all the, you know, they're... Introduce oxygen on the hot side? On the hot side, yeah. I didn't know that that was like a... Yeah, hot side aerations are on, in their view is a huge, huge thing. The, huh. Oh, there's full-on research studies that I've been reading about that they're to really for lager um, and the effects that the dissolved oxygen has on the yeast and cell wall. That's interesting. Yeah, it it's a rabbit hole that never ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and clearly like they they do know what they're doing. It, it, oh, some amazing beers, yeah. So it does create some of the uh the uh and maybe no maybe this isn't a true statement anymore. Create some of the best loggers in the world, but I I don't know that that's true anymore. Like I don't uh, know that you can't say that there's not better lager being made. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get an email about this. Um, I don't US. know. I don't know that you can't say that there isn't better lager being made in the United States than there is in Europe. I that seems, um, that seems right to me. That that's. A, I think that statement is correct. I think that. I think we're doing it better. I, send me the emails. I don't care. Yeah. It, <laughs> So a lot of stuff that they do, if you really look through it, um, it's really, you know, the stuff that's traditions that's carried on for decades. And when malt was kind of a carefree thing, you know, right. so that, you know, you take grain, you wet it, and then you, you know, dry it, you know, and then store it. And, you know, now we're, we're we have computer-controlled malt. Right. So the malt, our, our malt is, it's almost perfect. And we don't have to do some of the things that they used to do and some of the stuff that they still do, right. even with 
malt, that's, you know, some of the best stuff you'll ever get. So. Are we going to talk about decoction now? Is that what we're Oh, no, I'm not into that at all. <laughs> and, and that's, but see, that's one of the things they still do, right. even with, you know, highly modified malt, stuff that's, that's almost perfect. You, the, your efficiency... You know, used to be like you know, well, you're, you know, 40s and the 50s. You're and, sitting here yeah, in Northern Kentucky with Hofbrau House, uh, Alexandria, Braxton, all places that decoct beer in 2022. And I, I there's something that I that I that I kind of like about that, and I don't know what it is. I, I I don't know that it makes a difference. Again, if somebody wants to make me the same beer two different ways, I would really like to try that, but I know that that's probably impractical. Um, well, we don't have the we don't have the ability to do it here. Right, 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 right. I, can, well, I can do a five gallon batch for you, but you know, that's, <laughs> no. how how long like would it take those. you to uh, to do that? <laughs> that would be a, a long day to try to. Um, let's let's drink another beer and then uh, we'll completely shift topics and talk. Okay, about. so um, the next one there, the number three there. So um, that's this is part of the the interesting the doing crazy stuff. Um, so this is a blackberry sangria sour. Oh yeah, um, it is a kettle sour um, with a shit ton of blackberries in the fermenter, and yeah, and the the, the sangria side is yeah. Oh, it's good. Like hibiscus, lemon peel, oh, yeah. Yeah. lemon grass. Well, it's funny how like as I'm tasting it and as you're saying you know, hibiscus, mm-hmm. I'm getting yep. hibiscus. Yep. And then as you say lemon, there comes the, the yep. tart lemon yep. thing. Yep. <laughs> this is delicious. I, um, I did drink this on one of my YouTube episodes. If anybody doesn't follow me on YouTube, you probably should, yeah. like you really should. Um, and, and this uh, is better than last year. It has more fruit than we, last we year. Had, it, yeah. We had some, some chunks, I think. It was, it was I chunky. Think that was uh, the, you you that got the was, can? That yeah. was the first batch, yeah. and that was... <laughs> yeah, this, so, is, this is crystal clear and Yeah, beautiful so the, the first and, batch was, it was... It tasted good. So the, the first batch... I don't think... We, we didn't kettle sour that one. Correct. But that we, was the sour malt. Yeah, the, the sour malt. But the, the, it was unfiltered. It was unfiltered. Unfiltered. And all and, the yeah. proteins is what you saw. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things. In and the, then the second batch was kettle yeah. sour, and we yeah. didn't. Yeah. We filtered it. Yeah, exactly. For I mean, anybody that is listening to this, if you ever pour yourself a beer and it has chunks in it, it's a little, little chunky, um, it's probably okay. It's uh, oh, not yeah. probably. It's okay. Like, just go ahead and, like, I, I get if it. Well, as long turns as it doesn't off, look but, like a liver, you know. <laughs> even then, it probably won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. But, then. <laughs> but you know, like just, just, just yeah. ignore it, drink it because it's going to taste fine. <laughs> yeah, and so the, the yeast actually adds yeast to me adds a really acidic flavor that I don't like. Um, so and that's one that like, filter right. it, and that's that's why in the very beginning we bought a filter. We have a you know it. it I just I don't like the taste that yeast when you, when it's left in, um, even on the. You know, on the the number three, we do a biofine, which actually will um, it's a kind of acid that that binds with the yeast and makes right. it drop out, um, but it leaves the you know the protein stuff up a little bit, so it's you know so it still it, it still looks a little hazy, even exactly, though it's, yeah. it's dropped all the stuff yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that first one, yeah, unfiltered and the. Some of the cans 
Got a little more yeast than other ones. Still good. Still good. I think I made Actually, that quite clear when I when I drank it on the show. Yeah, we uh, we had a, a group of people that really really enjoyed it and and worked to deal with the Kroger store. (laughs) 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 So they, yeah, they, they, it was sent somewhere that wasn't supposed to go and, (laughs) and it all worked out. (laughs) I'm, I'm a jungle gym shopper. I, not to take anything away from Kroger, but I, I like buying my beer at jungle gyms and some of the other independent bottle shops that are around, but jungle gyms is my grocery store. I can get everything I need there. That's true. Yeah. Including all of the beer that I want. That's the most amazing thing about that place, right? That you can get anything, <laughs> everything you want, in in beer and in food and yep. whatever. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing place. Then, right. okay, let's uh, let's talk about craft beer in general, yeah. uh, because again, as we kind of started the show off with you. You started professionally brewing uh, in 2009. 2009. Um, that's a long time ago in yeah. the world of uh, craft beer in the United States, in Ohio, mm-hmm. definitely in Cincinnati. There's been a lot of things that have changed, a lot of things that are still changing, evolving. People are still trying to figure out uh, what are some of the biggest things that you've seen in that time that have, that, that have changed? Like what is, what is the difference now and when you started? Uh, the, the- Distribution. Yeah, distribution. Um, in the Shelf beginning, space. yeah, the, the, there weren't, you know, I think when Rivertown started, there were 1,500 breweries, and the distributor would buy everything you made. I mean, it, it, there were 1,500 breweries in the country. In the country, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And Versus now where there's, I think, there are 1,500 in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. Just a couple of states around here. Yeah, the, and the, uh, yeah, the, the whole regional brewery thing wasn't such a you know the um you were you were even the regional ones were just a few states around themselves right. you know and and then the the you know, but that was also that was that was it like there there weren't a lot of like yeah. local spots like there weren't like yeah unless it was a brew pub you know a you know a a little tiny place that really wasn't yeah and well that just the sheer number of breweries now we can if we you know put a dot and say okay let's go an hour you know in any direction you know hell here in cincinnati there's what 50 breweries an hour north of us yeah even five in in cincinnati kentucky i haven't really sound odd but haven't really kept track that much but there's probably another you know 40 breweries within an hour mm-hmm. south of us. Yeah. So, it, well, was, with the law change, there'll be more popping up. Yeah. Because you notice how you look at a brewery the map, it's like everybody's in Ohio because self distribution. Yeah. yeah. And there were four breweries yeah. on this side of the river. Yeah. And now there's going to be more. Yeah. That yeah, are, it, it, we drive by one on our way out that's yeah. going into Wilder, yeah. but hasn't been announced. Well, yeah, but we've, I've heard, heard, heard a few things about them. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, and now you, you uh, some of the startups that, you know, back then, you know, um, starting a new business, there's always, you know, stuff to, to work through. Right. And, um, now your your beer 
better be ready to go the day you open. There's you no, don't, you don't there's no any, working through your. You don't get any leeway. People yeah. aren't going to be yeah, friendly exactly. with yeah. you if you have to figure things yeah. out. And you know that that's a and you know hey. and location is a big deal. Yeah, like just open in a shitty neighborhood. Yeah. Oh yeah. With a, in an industrial park. Yeah. And people would come there. Yeah. But now they want. Oh yeah. Food and games and <laughs> what, comedy shows. Oh, whatever yeah. oh, whatever yeah. else we do to draw yeah. people that aren't yeah. just going goat to yoga. And, oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But, yeah. So that stuff that that really is kind of a big one. Um, you know, when there were fifteen hundred breweries, you can open a brewery in a warehouse somewhere and really do almost nothing. You know, to the warehouse. You know, put a bar in, yeah. some seats, and you know, that's where people had to go. So I mean, yeah, now we have so have, many options. It didn't that, even have to really be a bar. Like, like oh, you look yeah. at Listerman when they first put their oh, tap room in that little yeah. janky, wobbly, oh, yeah. like, portable bar <laughs> yeah. thing they had. Like, true. And yeah. people didn't care. Yeah, uh, people. Yeah. A lot of people kind of miss it at this point. Like, yeah. you know, there was like, and that was. That was normal at the time, like that. The idea yeah. that you just you just open your doors and say, "Hey, we make yeah. beer here. Yeah. Would you like some?" And people came. Yeah, and, you know. Now you, uh, if you're, you know, have a you know two thousand square foot tap room with a hundred seats and a functioning restaurant, and yeah. is it better? Or is it worse? Uh, you know what? So we're we're selling more beer now. Yeah. Um, we're, we, so the odd part, so the, it's more of the, you've got to be a on point business person from day one. Um, whereas before, um, you kind of were figuring shit out as you went. Right. So you're a brewery dude and then started serving the people. And, and now the, it, yeah, your business side has to be, on point, ready to go, and I think that's where something. You could, yeah, you could that, be an artist and kind of yeah, just do oh, your thing, and yeah. people might show up and 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 buy what you're doing. But yeah, and now, now it's, yeah, this is this is one of the part where you know the, the the two of us, you know, she's more business side, more kind of the brewing side, and we you know, you know, sometimes have a lot of fun with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. is there is there any part of you that wishes things were still like they were then, or is is this clearly the right path forward? And so I would love for the distributor to buy everything that I make, right? But there was a lot of shitty beer back then, you know. Yeah. The and that was that's part of the something that we've done. Um, we've always kind of gone to all the different breweries and that's when I, so we we do that all the time you know hey let's with it out let's go here and you know we'll go to a lot of different breweries and the uh sometimes there's some pretty shitty beer being, <laughs> being served and the uh so we'd rather not you know have that part of it but the but that that idea of like being able to just make beer and not not that there wasn't stress about the business side in you know the 
uh, the early days of it, but like that um, f- freedom, I guess. Like I, I feel like there yeah. there is there's a lot more that comes along with it now that is, is fine, and I like like you know, I like being able to walk into jungle gyms and have an entire row of all local beer that I can go and buy and be confident that I'm going to pick one up and it's probably going to be a good beer. I like that. But I also like, I, I, I do kind of miss uh, the feeling of craft beer uh, back then. Uh, Cause it, 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 the adventure, the exploring side of it. So, you know, now you've, you've probably tasted so many, you know, hazy IPAs and so, yeah. so many, you know, um, crispy boy, you know, yeah, you're not so, going to, you're not going to, put a pilsner in front of me that's the yeah. best, best pilsner i've ever had you're not going to put the best hefeweizen in front of it none of that stuff is is able to happen anymore yeah and that's one of the things the um i like the untapped app um i'm familiar with it i've okay. heard of it yeah the uh, so you know you get people set at the bar and you know heck this was probably what two weeks after we opened um Sitting here, a friend, we're, we're, we're talking, and he says, oh, he's, he's on, like, you know, 900 beers. <laughs> you, know, you know, Chester, he's 900 <laughs> beers. Right? And like, oh, shit. And, and then this, this lady's but like, don't you know who I am? And then she, you know, oh, sure. I'm at, like, 2,400 and something like that. And, and the husband's like, what? No, that's not right. I'm at, like, 2,800. And, uh, like ten thousand, like what the hell? <laughs> and he was a uh, he worked for a review site, right? And I'm like, oh shit, dude, we've only been open two weeks, you know. <laughs> but the, but kind of where I was going with that is, you know, twenty eight hundred different beers, right? That, right. At some point, everything, you know, you, you just seems kind of be muddled in the center and. Well, I mean, because people the, always ask, you know, oh, what was your favorite beer? What's, you know, what's this, this? And it's like, ah, you know, after a while, it's like, ah. To me, like, and I, I hope that this point has come across in the show over the years, but uh, beer is, it's not actually about the liquid in the glass. Like, it's very little part of the experience of a beer is about the actual liquid. But all this other stuff that goes oh, into yeah. it, it's yeah. it's the sitting down at a bar and talking to somebody or standing in your shower after you get done mowing the grass and <laughs> drinking something like that is a that it changes the beer like that's that. So it's, I, it's I, I so think important. what's changed, you were trying to figure out what's what's changed, like with Rivertown, mm-hmm. go into a bar anywhere here, like not not one that's been around 10 years. Right. Do you know who the owner is? Do you know who the brewery, the brewer is? Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. a big one. That's Especially the owner. They don't, they're not in their tap room. Right. And that might be part of it, why people are nostalgic for that. Because yeah. the owner was always in the tap room. Right. Even yeah. though he should be home at 8 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> and, that, and we still But it's the same thing. To... Like, who's the owner of this yeah. brewery? Are they yeah. just a con- corporate conglomerate now? Because that's a lot of it. And they just hire somebody yeah. off pro brewer to make their beer. But it goes back to that, that thing that people aren't here for beer. Like they're, they're here for something else. Like they're here for some kind of connection to oh, yeah. what they're consuming and what they're, 
how they're spending their time, and, and, and beer is an um, amazing conduit for that. So the, 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 the crazy Friday night conversations that happened there at the bar, the, the group of people there that, that start talking about, you know, the, I'll say it, the divorced girl was married <laughs> to this and this, and, you know, the, the, so there's been some, yeah, the, the, the really fun conversations. That's, and <laughs> the, that's, that's why we sit down at a bar. Like, yeah. that's the stuff that, like... Uh, and I, that's why you won't see a TV behind our bar, because he forbids it. <laughs> because if you're going to sit at the bar, you're going to talk to the person next to you, or you're going to yeah. talk to the bartender. Right. If you want to watch a TV, there's other ones. But right. Man, it's... Yeah. Uh, a social event. It, it should be. It yeah. should be. Like, it really, it really... Not, not to take away from the places that have TVs behind the bar. It's a different type of social event. Okay. But, like, I... Uh, I just, I wish more people kind of understood that. And you see that person that sits down at a bar and they order a beer and the first thing to do is flip out that phone and start oh, yeah. pulling up untapped. And they're, you know, yeah. like, oh, man, like you're, you're missing the point of all of this. Like every, every bit of it, it's this bigger thing that isn't about, um, about checking something in or reviewing something or, um, yeah, it's about setting down, relaxing, and not checking in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, let's drink another one. <laughs> sure. We're number eight number next eight. there. Yeah. So uh, I will say this is probably one of my favorite beers. This is Newporter. Right. So um, real good, kind of the northern English style porter, a brown porter. You know, if you look at up in the, you can actually kind of see through it. It's not a black porter. You can see through it. Oh, yeah. You know, the, yeah. So. Uh, so, the coffee, chocolate, yeah. the idea of a a dark beer. What is a dark beer supposed to be? I think that there are a lot of people that think dark beer is just supposed to be this big, thick. Oh yeah, uh, that's a. There was, there was like a, a few years ago. It was kind of in a, a weird argument with a person because the you know they were saying, "Oh, this beer is not thick enough. Dude, it it's not supposed to be thick." Yeah. There's this, yeah, there's there's a range within yeah, oh. dark beer. Um, I'm a huge uh, Schwartz beer fan. Yeah. Oh. I love Schwartz beer, kind of yeah. for the same reason that I love this beer. Yeah, it gets all of those big kind of roasty, uh, chocolatey, yeah. all of those flavors without being heavy and kind of yeah. oh, weighing yeah. down the drink. Oh, yeah. This is it's another great one. Yeah, it's one I enjoy a lot, and I. You know, trying to imagine myself. I probably hit this tap more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's no, talk but... about um, about the distribution game a little bit because um, that has changed a lot in the history of wooden cask. <laughs> it, it has. And the, uh, you know, so distribution. So when we first... So in 2014, you know, <laughs> sold our half, um, and I started writing a, you know, a, a um, uh, I'm trying to think. the. Uh, so started working on wooden cask at that point, right? And and looking at what the environment was at that point, um, we were going to be a production brewery with a tap room. Right. right. So a production brewery, um, 
So really distribution does, was a big part of it. it, it yeah, and a big idea. part of the plan, yeah. And and when we're putting the business plan together, is the word I was looking for, but the, uh, putting the business plan together, it really, the production side, um, that's where more beer goes out to distribution than you sell on your um, you know, tap room side. Your dollar value, your so revenue may be higher here than it is there, but... We're you, talking 2014, 14, so yeah. this is, this is pre-everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so, but in the... It took a year to find. It took a year to find a building. And in that time... Shit changed. Shit changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here, it took a year. Once we found the building, it took a year, basically, to Well, it took, a year, it. it took a year to find, find the building. It, right, and then took a year to, to gut it, make it. it what we wanted. Yeah. Right. So two years had changed, and... I Luckily, we picked the right location. Yeah, yeah. Because we were looking in like Hebron for same thing, yeah. like a industrial, industrial park. Yeah. Right. And thank and, God we didn't do that. Yeah. Although now Hebron is up yeah. and coming, so yeah. maybe lots of third location yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> no Re- retail. Go to Ohio. <laughs> Fairfield. Fairfield. Yeah. But yeah, that was a. That's the part that. You know, I didn't adjust. The, uh, and as we were going, we kind of the distribution side, that's when, you know, there were so many breweries. And actually, the, that's when the regional, so, you know, um, California breweries were sending beer out here. Right. The, you know, East Coast breweries were sending beer out here. So there's the distribution side was kind of flooded. And all the distributors, even though you pay them. So when you go to a, you know, a store, you go to Jungle Gyms, and buy a six-pack of beer that costs you ten bucks. Um, Uncle Jim's probably takes you know thirty percent of that, and the distributor takes thirty percent right. of that, right? So the the distributors now they really want you to hire salespeople, right? Without changing that thirty percent part of right. it, it's like holy crap, dude! I'm <laughs> you know that that's my least profitable center anyway, so. Unless and you're doing a lot of volume, a lo- yeah, exactly. And we're yeah. not anywhere. And yeah. that's I had to I had to change your mindset a bit to like smack, smack, <laughs> smack. <laughs> that yeah. you know, this is where we're gonna. Yeah. You make seven times more in a tap room on a keg than yeah. you do in distribution. Well, and, and and then you get it, but then you and then it's like a catch twenty two because even when we still wanted to keep distribution and try and push that. You get bars around here, certain owners that'll, well, I don't want to carry your beer because you're too local. Your competition. Your competition. And like what? You're... So they'll only carry, bar, you know, stuff that's maybe in Lexington or Louisville or that's Mason. So, they so think Mason, Mason's not local, but you guys are too local. It's so strange to me. Like if I, you know, and I know it's a little different because I live in town, but like when I, when I'm traveling, say I go into a city for the first time and I pull into whatever that first bar is that I walk into and I'm grabbing some lunch and I'm grabbing a beer. Like that's like the first thing I do. Like, all right, what's, what's, what's on local? tap? What's local? Yeah. What do you have? Like, tell me, like, you know, let me, let me yeah. see what, what's happening here with beer. <laughs> like if I walk in and like, Oh, we don't, you know, we have this brewery from whatever the closest big city. I'm like, well, that like I get that I get that at home. We get the <laughs> like BMC I, here and, and um, the 
It's not too Kraft many. Craft owned BMC. It's, it's not too many, but it's uh, a hard – tap handles is a hard thing to fight. I mean, yeah. what we send to Seligman, 80% of it is package. Same Adina, 90% is package. Right. So for anybody that doesn't – so you guys, your distributor here in northern Kentucky is Seligman. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ohio is Adina. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what we're referring to. So <laughs> – I assume that most of the people that listen to this show know that <laughs> uh, we've we've had both of them on the show. You're fighting for handles, and that's when you need a sales rep that's touching your. And you know, you give them a beer if they put a beer on and it sells out in a week and a half. They're like, "Well, what's what's next? What's what's different? I want." Some. But that one sold that in a week and a half. Sold. How fast that sold? Why wouldn't Why you want wouldn't that you, again? Well, we want something different. I, I'm curious if it's, if it is what people that are walking into that, that bar, restaurant, whatever it is, what, like, do they really want the next thing, the, the new thing, or would people just be happy with the, the thing that they ordered the last time they liked. were in? Probably. Yeah. I mean, nothing annoys me more. Well, the first thing that annoys me is when there's no dark beers on a menu in the summertime. Right. I'm with you. I, I enjoy, like, like I said. Oh, but it's, I, it's summer. You don't drink a dark beer. I do. Yeah. Or you had a beer, you know, and it's not there anymore. I a lot of times prefer darker beer with food too. Like when I'm eating, like I like the 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 the, the bigger kind of bolder, roastier kind of flavors with food. Yeah, good full flavored beers. Yeah, something, <clears throat> some yeah, something to chew on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. typically. Uh, yeah. Uh, going forward, um, I know that uh, again, I don't know that expansion is the the word anybody should be playing with anymore because it's so different now the the idea of growth and and what that means for breweries but uh what is what is next for wooden cask how do you guys keep um uh, keep evolving within this current world so the, the odd part <clears throat> a lot of me gosh <clears throat> a lot of people think um growth you know, it means that you, you know, continually put out more volume, more volume. But right. So what we're really working on more is being more efficient um, and working more on getting retail side, um, getting efficient here. Um, so I think we have, we, we've been working like the food side, right? We've, this is our fourth <laughs> food partner and, we, and one that we've, um, kind of have meetings with, and he'll come to us and say, "Hey, I want to do this." Um, it's, it's still a partner, though, right? Like it, you guys, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, yeah, we built the space and we lease it out to them. And uh, but the, uh, you know, what yesterday we we've planned some events. We're going to yeah, do yeah, a, exactly. a crawfish yeah. boil. And Is a, there going to be yeah. goat yoga? There's a, actually well, he's gonna well, he's gonna roast, roast a lamb. That's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, that. Goes. Maybe we should have goat yoga on the day we roast a lamb. That you, can, be... you can stretch after you eat a lamb. <laughs> I was going to say, that goat's going to be stretched out for sure. <laughs> oh, my wife is going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
and then a pig roast, and yeah. yeah. So, so, stuff. so so expansion. If if it's not going to be like opening a new state, yeah, you're there's, not. There's not going to. We're gonna, not. We're never going to be the the regional yeah. brewery. If it would be another retail location, yeah. you know, because more overhead, but it's more money. So yeah. our focus this year is to get the levy. It's going. It's, that's more of a seasonal place, but hopefully on Sunday there'll be a new announcement of a new. <laughs> well, this, this won't. This, this doesn't. This doesn't come out till this Monday. This doesn't come out till Monday, so you'll know there's going to be a new person, a new brewery going into Newport on the Levee. All right. So, and people are like, what are you all? Does that. Does that bother you? I said, no, no, because we signed knowing that's what they wanted to make the levy as right. an adult destination. Without the pole. Without the pole. <laughs> yeah, you got to venture a little further south for that. <laughs> Not much, but a little bit further. <laughs> they wanted to get a distillery, a winery, a brewery. Well, now they're going to just have two breweries. And, yeah. you know. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it, you create destinations that people want to go to if somebody the average person that lives uh north of here if they're coming down to northern kentucky and they want to hang out and and spend some time and uh spend their money like a lot of them are just going right there to the levee they're not venturing out they're not comfortable with it for whatever reason um it makes sense. It makes it makes a lot of sense, and I think that uh, uh, that idea of um, call it retail, call it uh, storefronts, call it what, whatever you want. I think it's a it's a very very smart way going forward. Um, it captures a, a little bit of that um, that that personality and that that other thing that we talked about of. Uh, why you sit down somewhere and have a drink um, yeah. versus just walking up to a random bar and just grabbing a beer and then walking away like it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we worked on you know, at the levy. The, so when you walk in the door, um, you know, the, the I still haven't been there since it's actually been like inside. Yeah, inside. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it kind of looks similar to the yeah, way exactly. you walk in here. I mean, we yeah. have the same colors. The bar back is the yeah. same, and it's just, just kind of bourbon, bourbon, and then the the tap handles, all that kind of stuff over there. So we wanted to bring in a little bit of that, the, kind of the same initial vibe, you know. The, right. And and that you know try to um, you know we we didn't want a industrial space, but then you know we don't want a nightclub either. So right. just a place it's comfortable to set in and enjoy there have been like even even here at the tap room like there's still been a lot of changes like it still yeah. is um you grab 14 um we're sitting here and i keep seeing out of the corner of my eye these people jogging past the oh, window yeah. uh there's some kind of uh, people trying to be healthy or something. CrossFit. That, CrossFit. Yeah. Even that in itself, like the fact that there's people that are here. And they'll come and drink Cross a beer after they're done. But like yeah. that's, that's, that's an evolution. That is a change in oh, what yeah. this was at one oh, time. Yeah. Like, uh, it, like it, 
strip clubs and gambling joints. Yeah, exactly. There's this right. this block. Yeah. So the, well, the the a lot of the so what you're seeing right now. Um, I think the he's just a personal trainer. Yeah, he's a personal trainer, but he has a um, Wednesday boot camp kind of thing. And those guys, there'll be probably thirty people over there. He does an amazing job. Um, Crossed over there, there's another gym. Just need um, a little then, sign, like stuck right out here that says, <laughs> "Man, you're doing good." When you're done, come over here. Come yeah. over here for your reward. <laughs> how how much torture is that to like have to jog past a brewery like 19 times? <laughs> so they usually no, come they, here they usually after, yeah. and they have the beer, and they earn yeah. all the calories back. That's but, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the, and when we were, you know, the 2020. Fun, do all kinds of crazy shit. Right. Thinking about the, you know, making a beer with those guys, like a two percent alcohol, more of a sour beer, yeah. kind of a um, electrolyte. You know, uh, yeah, no, not electrolyte, but more of the lactobacillus kind of a, okay. you know, yoga, yogurt beer, right? Yogurt beer. So, and then <laughs> shit happened and just kind of lost <laughs> track of it. Exploded. <laughs> So. Uh, we need to drink some beers because we are already like way over. All right. So you picked up what? Uh, 14 uh, there? 14? 14, yeah. So uh, 14, that's a... Uh, a um, Barrel-aged co- coconut yeah. porter. Porter. Okay. Yeah. Caribbean night out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird that we aged it. We uh, aged, well, we, oh, yeah. we so brewed it, it with coconuts. Yeah. And so we had a barrel age. We had the non-barrel aged version on yep. tap for a while, yeah. and then we barrel aged the other half of the batch, yeah. and the barrel sucked, sucked all the coconut flavor out <laughs> of it. Seriously, yeah. And we gone. So then we had to put it in the bright tank and put another fifty, 50 pounds yeah. of coconut flakes on it. it. Toasted coconut. Still not over. It's not coconut. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 I like that. Nice. Yeah. Because it had the little bit of that. The, Bourbon aroma in there, the coconut, and the coconut's full on the finish. This would be really good in a rum barrel. Yeah, mm-hmm. we rum barrels are difficult. Yeah, uh, I get it. The, uh, I get it. They're paying the butt. Well, because they're they're old, really, because they're always used right. bourbon barrels that were so, used, and then they get it so, and age rum in it. And rum and tequila are two spirits that you yeah. can just. Keep using. You just keep using the yeah. same barrels over and over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. And so they use them until they they're fall done. apart. Yeah. <laughs> there's, they're a, there's a couple suppliers that that yeah, fix them. them. And but then they're expensive as yeah. I'm I'm hoping that as this craft distilling scene keeps growing locally, that we'll get more rum barrels and agave barrels. We can't call it tequila because yeah. we're that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um uh, more barrels like that locally, I think that would be really fun to start seeing some actual fresh. We do have um, a tequila beer coming out. Um, Cinco de Mayo, it'll be oh, released because yeah. yeah. Batella de Puebla is coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. Battle for the land. Yeah. yeah. That was a good beer. Yeah. It's really limey this time. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I like that, though. <laughs> so, you know, one of those things where you have a beer you like, so, oh, maybe, you know, it. 
needs just a little more lime, and you add just a little more lime. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> but it's very sour. Yeah. So, but again, that's part of that's part of the fun of it is that exploration that oh, yeah. uh, never really knowing what you're going to get. You're trying to always be seeking some kind of perfection that uh, oh, yeah. doesn't exist, but like just trying to trying to tweak things as you go. Like that's oh, yeah. well, that's one of the things about the barrel aged stuff. So, you know, the distillers will tell you, you know, the every beer or every you know, bourbon, every barrel is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've been on, um, you know, a few different barrel picks and they can have the same, you know, distillate going in and oh, yeah. taste completely different. So well, there's that, a whole superstition yeah. around that. Superstition is probably not the right word, but you know, there are some distilleries that theory will uh, <laughs> rotate barrels to try to get that sweet spot to as many barrels as possible. Oh, yeah. There's some that say, no, that's, that's, that's a little crap. We just yeah, um, leave them all where they are. Don't touch them. <laughs> There's, um, it's, it's fun. Uh, so we, we noticed that some of the beers that, are, that we barrel age, we move around a little bit, to right. getting the barrel um, warm and cool, kind of warm and cool, getting the beer in the barrel and right. out, in and out, gives you more of the barrel and we still move from a, stuff around from an agitation perspective or a temperature perspective uh, temperature perspective you know and, and i can understand the, the people who you know move around and well especially to but, to, to scale with some of these these barrel yeah, but, warehouses that exist like it's these massive massive buildings oh, and yeah. a barrel that's tucked in the middle there's no way that the same thing is happening to that barrel than the one that's sitting right up in a top top no. corner somewhere where oh. in the middle of the winter it's cold, like cold, <laughs> and then in the summer that's, it's baking. Well, that's something that you'll you'll the Covington police guys that we work with and do. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll, they know what floor they want. Yeah. And <laughs> that's Buffalo Trace. And yeah, Buffalo Trace is doing. What they put sensors in, like so. Warehouse H is oh, their cool. is their Blanton's warehouse. Right, right, they, right. They put sensors in the whole warehouse so they can detect. Oh my god! Over time, oh, they, yeah. they've charted it because then they're building new warehouses where they're going to climate control them. Yeah, I've based on I've seen some and I don't know though. if it'll work, but I think um, who built somebody built a a, a bunch of those. Uh, one of the distilleries. I don't know. I, I'm not as up on the distilling yeah. world as I should be, but somebody built a bunch of those climate controlled where they try to replicate yeah. that that yeah. thing to, to everything. It's okay. Yeah. It takes away the magic. It <laughs> exactly. takes away the magic. Like just, Well, that new, so we have a new Rift Barrel pick, and it's one of the first distillates out of that West Campus. Right, right, right. It was, oh, it yeah. was on the yeah. bottom, so we had a, I think the second date, so it was on the yeah. bottom floor, and then I guess they go up and then start again. Yeah. So, but, they, but they've done testing where they're like the first floor is around 103 to 105 proof, and the top floor is getting to be 118. Right, so like you're talking a 15 yeah. proof difference from yeah. top to bottom. What's those top ones going to taste like? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Probably they're already at the top. So we did a barrel pick we had five different barrels to pick from and they were all within the same they were all the same day yeah so the same distillate and they were yeah pretty different it's and so neat to me like oh it it was fun and it was one of those things we we do this stuff kind of separately and then start talking about it and i think this is the only one that we've ever you know 
I choose this barrel. Oh, so did we. Everybody chose the same barrel. Like, right. Oh, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> that barrel. <laughs> it's fascinating. The, the, the world of bourbon versus beer. Beer is so much about that, that, that process when you're, when you're making it. Whereas bourbon, so much of it comes after that. Not that the process when you're making it isn't important, but like, can yeah. you imagine so having to wait four years to see if it's any good? I mean, be, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, four years if, if 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 that's if that's the way you're aging it. Yeah. Like there are there are some people that uh, never get to see the 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 end result of, oh, of yeah. what they like. It's it's there. There's bottles of bourbon sitting on a shelf. That the person that made that bourbon never got to try 15, because of how long it years, sat yeah, in a oh. barrel. <clears throat> like that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's very different than beer. Um, uh, it's it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, we should drink yep. another one so oh. we can eventually get you so guys there. Thirteen, bro. We're good. Dessert first. Um, dessert first. So this one. Um, so base beer on this was. Corruption, but then we added um, raspberry. We add, yeah, raspberry and Puree. chocolate. Yeah, exactly. No chocolate, no chocolate was added. Oh, that's right. Because lots of chocolate more chocolate malt. malt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I get raspberry. It, raspberry. The that's... chocolate will be in the finish, but uh, so this is actually a fundraising beer. We did. Yeah. The so this base was, was a the base was beer, a fundraising yeah. beer for the children's home of Northern yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. And it was oh, a. The kids love this beer. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, the kids love it. <laughs> the people working there love it. <laughs> well, that's. So, and again, that was a, it's like um, you guys somehow managed to balance things out in a way that a lot of people seem to struggle with. Like I, I smell it and I get tons of raspberry. Um, I taste it and, yeah, and the there's raspberry, but it's, yeah. it's a balanced beer. Like, yeah. I. Why can no, not that nobody well, else can figure it out, but why can nobody else figure this out? This idea of balancing out a beer. Well, so a lot of people don't think about oh balance, right? They, they, um, one of the brewers I was just talking to the other day, the, you know, he said, when I, you know, when I use an ingredient, I want, I want it, people to know it's in there. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I, I like people to realize it's there, not, you know, smack you in I mean, the head. Like, the, so like you put this beer in front of me and I smell yeah. it and I immediately know yeah. that there's yeah. raspberries. Yeah. Like I know that it's a raspberry beer. But you're not but scrubbing I'm, your teeth. Yeah, not, I'm, I'm yeah. not then like I, I, I drink it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I am not overwhelmed with raspberries. Uh, <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun process just to, because it, again, with the, Northern Kentucky Children's Home. There was we made a couple of different beers for them and had some events, and they chose it. And we we made the base beer. So the the beer that actually the charity beer was a non-barrel aged beer, and the last one we made they were like, "Can you get just a little more raspberry?" And what is sure. that? What is that process like for you guys on the the brewing side of trying to uh, to keep kind of Tweaking it and, and and adding the raspberry, but not letting it overpower everything else. 
you know, so that's when the the or is that a trade secret? Uh, no, it's not only a trade <laughs> secret. It it so kind of it goes back to your personal belief of what you like. So I I I don't like really sweet beers, and sometimes the more you know fruit and adjuncts you right. add it just gets well, sweet it's so all we fermented to, out too that's, yeah that was oh and that's so this this was canned and this is one of the things that we try to ensure that that fruit you know the anything with fruit we actually fermented out um, that way you don't have exploding cans and all that kind of stuff yeah you know we and cans we do, should not explode yeah and we record. do alcohol testing so we know the actual alcohol testing so we're not putting 10% on a can and it comes out 2% right. because, you know. Well, 14%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other yeah, way is oh, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, but, um, it, it's a personal belief kind of thing. Uh, but you know, I, I, I process-wise, like how do you guys... Uh, how do we... Do, um, so it's usually small well, like batch this one, and we, working we, we, with... We took corruption and we added flavoring yeah. just to see... And that's it. But that was hard go. because yeah. then we were using puree in the final batch. So yeah. then you have to fucking Google it. I don't know. You <laughs> act, but you act like how many barrel? How many? You know, you see. Okay, how many grams did we put in? You know, the test. Yeah. So you start with really a, a glass. So you know, a glass of corruption, and add some flavoring and try to figure out the. So we put in, you know, twenty grams of this stuff, and and it tasted like this, and we. And then you figure out, well, from 20 to, you know, from 12 ounces to 30 barrels. Right. You know, we kind of work out that but the, math why, from there. And why can nobody else manage to balance something out like that? Like, it's it just, it's, it just it's in is that it, tasting is it, process. Is it just, is it just the, your preference for beer versus the preference of the, the, the masses now? Is that. It's probably a, a big part of it, the you know, the and because I get everything yeah. out of this beer. Yeah. I get, I get the the actual yeah. beer. I yeah. get the the malt. I get yeah. the yeah. barrel still. And yeah. I still oh, yeah. taste That's the barrel, and I can obviously get the fruit. Like it, but it's all there. And like, yeah. um, and I don't want to shit on anybody else, but like that, like I try some beers, and it's all raspberry. And mm. I'm like, That's, yeah. it's good. I like raspberry. But I, I, if I want raspberry, I'm not going to grab a, <laughs> again, a $30. I guess you have bottle. to find out how they do it. Maybe they <laughs> yeah. add it after well, back so sweeten I, it. And, I don't, I don't and know. And there's, there's other, you know, I mean. The, and they add lactose and we, we, we have yeah. one, I thought, was this? We did. One of them had a, one of them was a milk stout, had lactose. Yeah, I think that was the praline was one. The, was the, I don't know. Yeah. The, so another part of this, the. You should know um, which I'm, one I'm has a, lactose. I'm, it's on the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. So the other part is the um, when you're putting together a recipe, um, a lot of people will design or, or put together fruit amounts or adjunct amounts for what went into the fermenter. Right. But what comes out of the fermenter right. is a completely different. And a lot of people will add it, it, for ourselves. Um, if it's not something that we want to ferment out, um, it gets added in secondary or later in the process right. after filtration. And some people don't think about the difference in volume. So right. you, you brewed a 
you know, 30 barrel batch of beer and, but you only got 28 barrels out. So that, you know, 60, you know, two gallons of beer is different. So, but they added fruit for this amount and that amount, you know. This has lactose in it. Yeah. Okay. So it's a corruption, but we added lactose lactose. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very little. Probably what? Uh, about a 50-pound bag, I think, for a 15-barrel bag. But if you are lactose intolerant, you should know that. Oh, yeah. That's why uh, it's on the board. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm not going to open the can of worms. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. My, my buddy Marco up from uh, Cellar Dweller, lactose intolerant. We took a trip to, to North yes. Carolina. <laughs> and, or not to North Carolina. I'm sorry, West Virginia. Different state. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> West Virginia's beer scene Oh, this is I, I shouldn't mm. I shouldn't talk about this at all because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get angry emails and people that very very it'll, mad at us right now. It'll be okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> You'll live through it. It's very different walking into a brewery there and saying, "Hey, what has lactose in it?" versus when you're here in Cincinnati walking in and say, "Hey, what has lactose?" In it? <laughs> oh, yeah. sometimes it's a roll of the dice there. Like, yeah. I I don't know. Oh, that's I don't know bar. What you're talking about. That's people behind the bar. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. it's 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 a um, uh, culture difference too. Like it's a yeah. beer culture difference of of uh, nobody's asked that before. Nobody. Oh, yeah. So you, you've got to be educated in this area because people, everybody here, they they know. There's so many breweries. People know what they like, what they don't like, and your, right. your, yeah, your bartender should. Should yeah should <laughs> all right last beer let's go right. where we're chocolate praline stout so oh. this is the 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 barrel aged version will be out next month called praline pie yeah. I thought of calling it derby pie but I didn't run to cease and desist praline yeah. pie what a, so what is it what is a praline a praline is a pecan covered in like Sugar, maple, maple. So So this was chocolate praline stout. So it's chocolate and then uh, maple praline. It has flavoring. I mean, it was fermented out, but it's a flavor. We didn't actually put nuts in. Nuts are hard to do in beer, right? Um, They are because they don't, they never come out what you... What you're tasting, and it never comes out in the beer. It, so it, yeah, I don't like doing. So I don't like nuts in my beer. It's, so. <laughs> it's an adjunct beer, yes. It's a, but yeah. Oh man, this was the base beer, and then it'll yeah. be barrel aged. Oh man. Yeah. So there was a, a bourbon group that that gave us a couple barrels, and they, they oh. and we were trying to figure out what they wanted. They said, "Oh, we want something." Sweet, yeah, and (laughs) got to grab the person. Yeah, and looking for bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, oh, probably so. (laughs) Wrong place. Yeah, there's two of them up there. But yeah, (laughs) my personal. (laughs) Um, That's again talking about balance and uh, uh, smoothness. If if that is a way to describe a beer, like that's just perfectly balanced and. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not overly nutty. Yeah, <laughs> it gets, oh, it's yeah. chocolatey and yeah. smooth and yeah. creamy and just man, 
That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you. We, we enjoyed it. The, uh, and the, the barrel-aged version will come out probably like two weeks or something like that. Uh, where, but, uh, you guys might be on to something with this old beer thing. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're, Figured it we're, out. We're working on <laughs> beer. Yeah. Um, if uh, if there's something you could tell people about wooden cask that you think that they don't know, what is that? What they don't know? What yeah. they don't know is that not all of our beers are in casks. Uh, I know oh, that's the not, big thing. Oh, oh, do you put all of your beers in casks? No. Uh, we have true. a beer for everybody. Can we go down a quick rabbit hole with that? I know there has been a few people online that have talked about uh, cask beer and their oh, yeah. their desire for cask beer, which is there's two of them. almost impossible. Two to find people, maybe. yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a very very limited number of people that want that, but yeah. um, so we can. And that's so in the in that year that I was driving around looking for a building, right? Um, I went to every bar when I couldn't find a building. I'd get depressed and just go drink, but you know, <laughs> and, and and talk to the bar owner and the uh, and some of them, a lot of the, the the pubs, right? The the they call them the pubs. They they used to have a, a, a are they, they yeah exactly they have the they, chain they, that is the pub exactly. They spent money on a. Um, you know this whole cask beer system, right? And they would still have you know cask beer that set for six months, and it would be sour and just terrible. No one would drink right. it. And in talking with them, it's like, oh no, we're we're throwing that shit away. And that's what I'm myself. I'm like, what? Oh crap! That's you know, in the business plan a little bit here. You know the. Right. And it, it, it's the beer that I really enjoy. Do you um, think that there is room for it to return at some point? Because see, that's a that's because, a huge education level. But um, but as you know, as nobody else starts to do it, like as it doesn't exist, does that make it like a weird kind of niche thing that like, hey, we do have this. Like we are the one now that is willing to to do this. That's the um, maybe. Well, so we, yeah. it needs a whole nother cooler. Yeah, let's take yeah. A, like take a step back. A, what what is involved in actually making cask beer a reality? So, cask is actually beer that's finished its fermentation in a cask. It's a so smaller. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah. It's not a um, um, force. Carbed no, it's not forced of... carbonation. The, the, you put a little extra sugar in, and the fermentation happens in the cask itself. And so, you you put that in. It has to be in a temperature controlled room so that it's at fermentation temperature. And then you move it to another room that's cold so that all the yeast and stuff drops out. And then you move it to a storage location and. There's just yeah, when when it's done properly, when it's done properly, I I I love it. It's, I don't it's, it's know that favorite, I, but I don't know that I've ever had properly done uh, yeah. cask beer. Like I've I've had Firkins, yeah. 
yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. But like, it's to, it's usually just a, a keg that somebody, yeah. oh. somebody pulls off yeah. and then they tap it and you just drink it right there. And they, here's our firkin. It's, it's, it's not cask beer. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And there's, there was one brewery out in Denver, Colorado we went to, and that's all they do is cask stuff. And the, uh, can't remember the name of it now, but the Hog's Head or something. Hogs, yeah, oh, yeah. Sounds we, about right. Yeah, we were, it, we were out there, and he was a British dude. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were out there for Great American Beer Festival, and actually, on our way to the airport, and I think our our plane was delayed or something. It's like, well, shit, we have like four hours now. What do we do? Visit breweries. <laughs> so drink actually, cask beer. We got on a. a taxi and drove back into Denver, actually past Denver and sat there and drank, you know, cast beer for a couple hours and then went back and yeah. But, uh, but walked, he walked us through his whole, and he had the whole, you know, the, the final fermentation right. chamber, the, the, the cooler chamber, all this stuff that, you know, if you're set up for, cast beers it's a different situation than we have here so yeah it's a i wonder if like if that was all a place did if it would be better man i i don't know i i'm desperate for somebody to to do it just because i want to experience it so on the other on this so when we first opened right so i'm um a, a porter has um a carbonation level that it should be, right? right. Um, a German lager has a carbonation level it should be. And I was really trying to ensure that all of our beers were carbonated to level right. that they should be. Um, we had a um, Yorkshire, um, which was a... Uh, really would have been a, a, uh, been a great beer on cask, and we served it on nitrogen. And, you know, once it sets a little bit and the kind of the nitrogen kind of fades off and people are like, well, this seems flat. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's carbonated to like 1.7 volumes of CO2. And, oh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and so we had to kind of, you know, over that, that first couple of years, you know, work with, you know, and people didn't like the, Lower carbonated beers, every you know, used to the Bud Miller coolers right. at a you know, 2.6, 2.7, and so we brought pretty much everything now up to like 2.5 volumes at CO2, and it makes our life easier. And you know, yeah, but so like the Porter, I would love this to be like a, a 2.2 volumes like that, that would just make it perfect, but you know, the. Sometimes you have to change a little bit for, yeah. or, or deal with the constant complaint right. and, and the the. Now we have to do a lot of the the rating uh, stuff, you know the, and yeah, it's weird. It's uh, it's frustrating for me oh, as a yeah. drinker because I I want to yeah. try your. Uh, idea of what this beer should be oh, and, like, yeah. and, and when something has been 
uh, changed and tweaked yeah. and turned into so not, not that it's bad, but it it loses again some of the soul of what that. Oh yeah, uh, that's the should be. I, I'm with you on that side. That that so our Yorkshire was one of the beers that I that was that was my favorite beer. Right, and and some expats that live here that so the um, British guys that live here right, they would. Right. They love the beer, um, but it was always kind of our, well, it started out as actually our lowest seller, because I called it Yorkshire <laughs> Ordinary Bitter. Right, uh, right. And, and there would be like this five-minute conversation of what is an ordinary bitter, and you'd go through this whole thing that's not really a bitter beer, <laughs> just, you know, back in the you know 1400s when they right, started right. using hops, you know, the... And then, uh, I don't like bitter beer. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's not. And, and then we, we changed the name from Ordinary Bitter um, to this Ordinary Ale. Right. And it, it got, you know, it's kind of the same conversation. Ordinary. I don't want an ordinary beer. And then we changed it to <laughs> Pub Ale. And actually, it was a mid-seller at that point. You know, just the beer didn't change. The name changed. Right. And, yeah, it was a... A good seller, kind of in that mid range, and the, uh, you know, I'll say seventeen, probably eighteen. Um, the the darker kind of the brown ales, right, which started right. to drop off. The you can look at the, the the trends, and people just kind of the brown ale trend just kind of started to fade away, and people more the you know the lager and the higher Higher alcohol, right. uh, higher like the um, that's when really the the big hundred IBU stuff was just you know in, intense and so um, on on that same kind of idea, and we are wrapping this up <laughs> before we hit two hours for a show. Uh, we uh, I was at uh, Jungle Gyms uh, a couple weeks ago. Again, shout out, Jungle Gyms should podcast should uh, sponsor this podcast <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah, the amount of times I talk about them, um, there was somebody at the tasting bar. Uh, I was getting ready to order my beer, and the people in front of me they were asking about uh, bitters. They wanted to. Uh, oh, they said, yeah. oh, you know, somebody, you know, my cousin, whoever it was, you know, wants some uh, some some bitter beers, like. English bitter beer. So is that a thing you guys have? And the bartender, uh, big deer in headlights, like, I don't know. And she saw me standing there. Oh, and she, yeah. she knows who I was. She's yeah. like, hey, do you know what she's talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Like, I can, we we can do this. Uh, so I get my beer and I'm like, you guys, come with me. Let's 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 go explore the international aisle. Oh, yeah. Uh, there weren't any. Uh, the English there, bitter. Yeah. There were no actual English bitter beers like there that, that didn't exist. I, uh, Old Speckled Hen was the closest yeah, I could in get. The, more of IPA. Um, yeah, but like that, it, that, that was it. Huh. And I'm like, I, 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 the best I can do is take you back over into the craft aisle and I can point out some, uh, some, some ESBs that are there. Yeah. But it's not a imported English mm-hmm. bitter because nobody drinks it anymore because yeah, a, of this other stuff that's happening. And I, 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 I can't help but feel that we aren't getting to this point where things are going to start to shift and people are going to start wanting 
uh, tradition over all of this other stuff soon. I mean, is, is seltzers run its course now that we have Sonic hard seltzer and what's <laughs> no, the other no, one? Mountain Dew. New, Mountain Dew. New oh, York yeah. seltzer. I don't know just, if you, you're just probably wait. too young to remember the new, little no, stubby I, the New stubby York. bottles. I know what you're talking okay. about. Not too young. Yeah, that was a 90s, 80s, 90s thing. They're now make brew dogs make a seltzer based on that. Just wait until but. Mountain Dew hard seltzer hits Ohio. Mm. It's going to be a shit show for a little while. People want it. Yeah, people are drinking it like crazy. Really? Yeah, they're drinking more of that than uh, anything else <laughs> right now in the states that you can get it. But I don't. We do a seltzer for here only. Does it taste and like Mountain Dew? No, it no. does not. But <laughs> I've thought about I've thought about that though. Like, because we love you March first, yeah. but you I know, like, not dig it, you guys. <laughs> like the bag in the box that we have for our soda, that, soda machine. You yeah. know, the syrup. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can we ferment that, or does it's it have too many? Sugars. Well, I know, but does it have preservatives? Oh, it does. Can yeah. we ferment that and make a you know root beer seltzer? It's all thoughts. Uh, No, the 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 messed up part was: would it become a top seller? Like that's like you can you can you can like make a joke about fermenting a bag of soda, (laughs) (laughs) but when people start drinking it and loving it, that's when you go, oh shit! Like what did I just do? Like what did I? (laughs) What did I do? Uh, Thank you guys. I appreciate you uh, making some time for me. I'm sorry that I kept you here. For almost mm. two hours, that wasn't supposed to happen. But, oh, I'm uh, drinking beer. How terrible can it be? That's true. I uh, I have to make it sound like I'm uh, apologetic, and this is not what I want oh. to be do to my, to uh, my yeah. wife uh, when she listens to this, and she's like, "I'm home with my screaming kids," uh, because they were screaming when I walked out the door. <laughs> All of them ran out the door. <laughs> I'm like, I, I really gotta go. Eh, fun. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys. Um, so where are you at next? What's the? Uh, we have nothing else on the calendar right now that's set in stone. So who knows? Uh, who knows what uh, next week has in store? Well, I guarantee we'll be drinking something, uh, some kind of beer. You should be at the levy this Sunday. Then you know there's a event happening there the Dell's doing his walk oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it's a uh, sergeant wife Dell. wife and my youngest kid's birthday this weekend oh you're done um, yeah. so I, I i can't i can't go anywhere <laughs> i have to i have to pretend like i love my family i love my family i'm not, it's oh. not pretending i'm not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But as far as uh, as far as what's coming on the brewcast, we will be drinking good things and we'll be talking to good people. Um, Maybe not as good as the people here at Wooden Cask, because every time I come here, it feels feels right. Uh, So if you guys ever decide to actually grow in tap rooms. Butler County. Oh. <laughs> Butler County. Yeah. Well, there is a brewery <laughs> the available, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>